You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. phrase in Mark 11 and 17 is, it is written. It is written is a theological phrase that speaks in reference to God's word. Whenever you hear Jesus saying it is written, he's referring to something in scripture of the Bible. Whether it was written or said by prophets or other individuals, it's always in reference to the Bible. And when it comes to what is written of the word of God, it equates God himself. For John 1 and 1 and following says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Now in Matthew 24 and 35, Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass, but not what I've said. Not what has been written. And so what is written is essential for us. It is significant in order for us to be productive in every aspect of life. And contextually, he was teaching them about something that was written or something that was according to the word of God. Notice again, he taught them. And when you teach somebody, it means you want them to learn Something. The root meaning of learn is to follow a course of instruction. Bottom line, Jesus was, was going to teach them something, and, and after giving it to them, he wanted them to put it into action. Wanted them to start thinking, talking, and doing what they would learn from him. And you know Hebrews 13 and 8 says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants us to learn, does not want us to be ignorant, does not want us to be dumb about the things of God. He wants us to be intelligent folk. He wants us to be to the point to where we don't have to wonder about what we should or shouldn't do. We're going to do what we have learned or what we have been taught. 
It makes no sense to come to church every Sunday and hear and receive the word of God, but, but leave here acting like a dummy. Woo! I want to leave God's house acting like a dummy. Run into a problem and acting like I can't handle that problem. We done been taught how to deal with stuff. Done been taught how to deal with financial stuff. Taught how to deal with physical stuff. Taught how to deal with crazy folk. We have been taught. Taught how to cast out devils. Taught how to pray. We know Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Ask and it shall be given. See, you'll find not and it will be open for everyone that asks receives everyone that seeks fine and to him that knocks it shall be open now occasionally we put that door there but you know that door ain't in Matthew 77 it just says knock and it shall be open don't put that door down we have been taught and, and so he was teaching them again about something in reference to what had been written or was according to the word of God. And what he was teaching them at the time was in reference to the house of God. The house of God. And I know you got dummies that say this ain't nothing but a bill. We smarter than that. We're smarter than that. We ain't going to let folk just, just put our church down and say it's just a bill. No, it is a building, but it's more than a building. This is God's house. Now, sometimes you have those that try to treat it like their house. Or try to look at it like it's just a building. But no. It's God's house. It's his house. Yeah, you, you, you got to always remember when you come to Refuge Way. That you're coming not to Walker's house. You're coming to God's house. Yeah. It's his house. Amen? Amen. And Jesus said in reference to his house. Matter of fact, I want to read it to you. I want you to read something that he said. It's very important in the book of Matthew. 16th chapter is a reference to people as a temple or a church, but it's also a reference to God's house, the building. Matthew 16 and 18. This is what Jesus said to Peter. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, 
I will build my church. Whose church? My church. The rock he was talking about is a revelation that Peter had received. The revelation was according to the word of God. When it comes to God's house, whether we're talking about us, or saints of God as the temple of God, or the building as the house, a church of God. We have to allow Jesus to build it. Upon this rock I will build my church. Upon this rock I will build my church. And so we have to make sure everything we do in God's house is according to his plans. It's not based upon what we would like. It's based upon what he said and what he permits. Now, the text goes further in reference to God's house. And keep in mind that he was teaching them. And we have to understand that Jesus taught that, that, the, that the church is more than just a building. It's his house. Or God's house. But get the text again back in Mark eleven seventeen. My house. Is it not written my house shall be called. And notice his, his house is going to be called the house of prayer or a house of prayer. That does not mean uh, that we are wrong by naming God's church a place of refuge. No, because God himself spoke and told us to name it. A place of refuge. But when he talked about it being named a house of prayer, the character of the church should be of worship. Prayer equates worship. And when it comes to worship, worship is about giving. And receiving. My house is going to be called a house of prayer or worship. When I give you instructions about giving, you receive. And then you give what I told you to give. When I use my singles... To give you praise. You receive the praise. And you give me some hand claps. You give me some turns in victory. You celebrate me. Worship is about giving and receiving. 
We don't come to church just to be coming to church. We come to church to worship. We come to church to receive and give. If you come to church empty and you leave empty, you did not worship. Because worship is about giving and receiving. I'm never going to come here empty and not leave with something because if I come empty and leave empty that says about me that I have not worshipped. Therefore when the praise service goes on receive and I'm going to be able to tell if you're receiving the praise by you giving God a hand of praise by you giving God some stumps by you turning in victory because worship is about giving and receiving how many are understanding I'm not just going to hear you tell me that God wants me to bring him his tithes and his offering I'm going to receive it then I'm going to come and give it because if I do not follow What I have been taught, it says about me that I'm not a real worshiper. How many are understanding? And let's take it a little further. Because again, his house shall be called a house of prayer or a house of worship. Now notice what Jesus himself said in the book of John chapter 4. Go there with me. I want to read it. The book of John, chapter 4. And we're going to start at verse 22. This is what Jesus said. And uh, it's just powerful because when he said it, I, I just picture in my mind how the woman looked when he said it. She talked about she was a worshiper. Then Jesus just dropped on her in verse 22. You worship what you don't know. Woo, good God. She was giving and receiving, but she she didn't even know, according to Jesus, what she was giving and receiving from or to. I want to know who I'm worshiping. I don't want to be wondering about it. I want to know who I'm worshiping, and I do know. Do you know who you worship? I don't have to wonder if Jesus is going to do something when I praise him. I know he's going to do something. I know when the praises go up, the blessings come down. Why? Because worshiping God is about giving and You worship you. You worship what you don't even know. But then he went on to say, We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. The implication that I want you to get from this is that worship leads to salvation. You can't worship God the right way and not be delivered. You can't worship God the right way And not be productive in your life. You can't worship God the right way. And not be prosperous in your life. If you worship the right way. You're going to be delivered. You're going 
to prosper. Are you with me? But he goes on to say in verse 23, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers Woo. Now, why he single out folk? The true worshipers. So that lets me know if it's true worshipers that they are also false worshipers. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. True worshipers will worship the Father, notice, in spirit and in truth. Spirit means you're going to be God conscious. You're going to be conscious of them. Because see, when you come to church, one thing you're going to have to do, you're going to have to put your flesh under subjection. Because God will say some things that your flesh don't want to receive. God will tell you better is here and better is coming, but your flesh wants you to look at your situation. But you have to put your flesh under subjection and say yes to the will of God. Why do we have to put the flesh under subjection? Because there is a war going on between the flesh and the spirit. Paul said they're, they're contrary to one another. And guess who is affected by it? The person. He said when, when, the, when the flesh and the spirit are warring, it causes a person not to want to submit to the will of God. We have to make sure that we keep our flesh under subjection so we can receive everything that God has ordained for us to get. And I don't know about you, I want everything he has for me. It's a blessing in being hungry when you come to church. You know why Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'll fill you. I'll satisfy you. I'll cause your cup to run over. I'll cause things to happen in your life that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, neither have entered into your heart. I'll Cause the good measure, the press down, the shaking together, and the running over to come your way. But you got to come hungry to my church. You got to be in the spirit. That means you got to keep your elbow ready. Because your neighbor may not be in the spirit and may be trying to get you in the flesh. You got to nudge him a little bit. I'm not telling you to go up top, hit him in the face. I'm just saying nudge him a little bit and let him know, look, I'm trying to get in the word right now. I don't have no time for no conversation right now. I'm trying to get in the word. You have to put your flesh under sub. And then he said in truth. So you can get your deliverance as the word is coming forth. You can get your deliverance through worship. You know what truth does according to John 8, 31 and 32 in part? It makes you free. 
All of a sudden, you feel something happening in your body because you're worshiping. Those who worship for real do so in spirit and truth. And notice again, this is what the Father is seeking. And you know when the Father is seeking for something and he, and he finds it, he rewards. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to worship God in spirit and in truth, it says that you're going to be diligent when it comes to your worship. And Hebrews 11 and 6 closes by letting us know that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You know, folk look at you and say, you know what? Jackson ain't playing today. That boy worshiping. Man, you hear Henderson take that offering today? That, 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 that deacon ain't playing today. He worshiping. Then God turns around and causes a deliverance to take place. And you know it's scripture. I heard mother talking about the woman with the issue of blood. She was in church when she got her deliverance. And, and she was in the spirit. Because it was folk touching Jesus. But she said, yeah, they touching him. But I, that flesh right there, if I touch him, something going to happen to me. You have to be so determined that you're going to get what other folks ain't getting. Because they ain't serious about their worship. Yeah, they just putting their money on the altar just to be putting it there. But I'm going up here as a worshiper because I need God to do what Malachi 3 says. I need him to open up the windows of heaven, pour me out a blessing that I ain't got room to put it. I need him to let folk know that he blessing me, not just in the north, south, east, and west, but seven ways. Say to somebody, but you got to be real when it comes to your worship. You can't play when it comes to worship. You got to be real when you put your hands together. You got to be real when you give God the praise. You got to be real when you receive it, what God has ordained for you to have. Those who worship him shall worship him in spirit and in truth. Why? For the Father seeks such to worship him. For God is spirit. And those who worship him. Worship him in spirit and truth. Can you imagine that woman seeing everybody touching Jesus. But, but still in her mind. I'm going to get my breakthrough. Even though they're not going to get. Even though they're not getting their breakthrough. See it's not enough just to touch. You got to touch the right way. You got to let him know. I came here to get my healing. I came here to get my deliverance. I came the church looking for a word that's going to transform my life. I came looking for an answer to my financial problems. Looking for an answer to this cancer. Looking for an answer to this heart trouble. I came looking for some answers in reference to my marriage. Those who worship him shall worship him in spirit and in truth. And some of us are like that. Some of you going through stuff right now. 
But when you got up to pray this morning, you were like, Lord, I'm going to church. I'm going to your house, God. And Lord, I know you're going to give me some instruction. I know you're going to drop in my being exactly what I want, Lord, because you told me, God, that if I asked, it would be given. You said, Lord, that you would do what eyes have not seen. So I'm coming, Lord. Though I'm hurting, I'm still on my way to your church. Lord, I'm on on the way to your church, God. Even though I'm limping, I'm still on my way. Why? Because you came looking for something. Oh, if I'm talking about you, tell your neighbor, I didn't just come to church just to be coming to church. Come on, shake that head and look at somebody and say, "I, I, I didn't come to church just to be coming to church. I came to get something from Jesus. I came to get something from the word. I came to get. Matter of fact, how many willing to take it a step further and just tell somebody, I'm not going to leave here empty today. I'm leaving here with some stuff. I'm leaving here with my cup running over. I'm leaving here with a smile on my face and with a song in my heart. And I'll tell you the song, got just what I wanted from the Lord. And so, back in Mark 11 and 17, again, Jesus taught them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, of worship for all nations. No matter who come to God's house, if you come right, you're going to get something. Don't ever think God is just going to bless certain folk. No, God blessing folks that are hungry. He's blessing folk that are real when it comes to their worship. Well, so-and-so always get her, her thing, but I ain't, gonna, I ain't got my thing yet. You need to tighten up then. Tighten up so God can do for you what he's doing for other folk. Because I'm telling you point blank, he is no respecter of person. How many know God is no respecter of person? God will drop something on you that'll change your life for the better in one service. He'll give you a word that will change your attitude about your life and when you leave the church, you will never ever be the same. That's how powerful the word is. A man had been living in the tombs. But when Jesus gave that man a word, that man couldn't go back to the grave, y'all. He couldn't go back to the life he was living. He couldn't go back to living beneath his privilege. And that's some of us. God been trying to get a word in you because he wants you to come up from where you are because he ordained for you to be the head, not the tail, to live above only and never beneath. 
Well, my daddy was such and such, and I guess I'm, you better put that mess behind you and understand that God is giving you a rhema for you. It does not matter about your past. It does not matter what your daddy, your mom, your granny, or whoever didn't have. God wants to do for you what. What he promised according to his word. It's my good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Give and I'll give to you how good measure. Press down, shaken together and running over. But you got to be real when it comes to your worship. got to be real. You got to be determined that you're going to get what God has ordained for you to heal. He didn't take them stripes just to be taking them. He took them stripes for your healing. And when you come worshiping, come worshiping, believing that God going to give you your healing. Y'all happy yet? Give somebody one more time and tell them I ain't leaving here empty. Tell them, matter of fact, I already got some stuff in me. Oh, I already got it in me. It's a house of worship for everybody. And he wants to transform whoever comes worshiping him in spirit and in truth. This ain't no religious church. You know a church where you go a drunk and leave a drunk. You go to a church, if, even if you go there hungry, want the Holy Spirit, they tell you, look, we don't do that here. You already got it. But the Bible say I need it. Now, you already got it. It's a difference in God's house. And a religious place that's called a church. That's the reason he's specific right here talking about his house. But then he says, you know what? It's supposed to be a house of worship. It's supposed to be where folk come and serve me in spirit. And truth. And well giving and receiving are taking place. He said, but y'all done changed that. It was a house of prayer, but y'all done changed that. You done messed my church up. 
He said, you have made it into a den of thieves. No, you done made it. You done, you done start creating things that are not according to my will. Not according to my word, but, but are according to your flesh. When you're still, you're in the flesh. When you start voting in, folks, you're in the Selling plates, you're in the Keeping an attitude with your sister or your brother. You're in the. See real brothers and sisters. They got a problem with each other. They get that thing right. Before they bring anything to the altar. Are there going to be problems between brothers and sisters? Yes. If it wasn't he wouldn't have said. If you got an alt with your brother or your sister. Get that thing right. I have a problem with folk in your church. In this house. But you got to get that thing right. And if you're a true worshiper, you will get it right. Well. I might one day, but I ain't feeling that right now. Well, you know what the Bible says? Don't let the sun go down now. Now, if the sun go down and you ain't got that thing right, and your appointment come up, somebody might give you a home-going service. You understand what I'm saying? You have to be to the point to where you're not going to make God's house something that he never ordained it to be. I tell folks, I'm not a hireling. I'm going to teach and preach what thus saith God. I'm not trying to get folk on my side. I'm trying to get folk to follow God. And I know as a pastor, everything that I say is not going to make you smile. It may even make you get up, put your finger in the air and walk out of the church. But I'm still going to tell the truth. I mean, understand what I'm saying. And the first toes I'm going to step on, I'm on. You think I'm going to tell you something and I'm not striving to do it? You ought to know me by now. You know the Bible says, know them that labor. They had made it into a den of thieves. But you got some churches that they have made God's church into a kinfolk church. A deacon church. What 
going over there, over there at that church? Well, whatever the deacon wants. A dictator church where, where you got one man that everything go on in the church, he has to have the say-so. It doesn't matter what the word says because he's a dictator. See, Jesus was, was talking about what they had made the house at that particular time. But in our day and time, it, it's amazing. You, you got folks that, that have houses that, that are strictly about getting members. You have made this into a house where the only thing you're concerned with is the numbers. Then you got folk that take up four, five offerings in one service. They done made the house into a house of greed. Can we get two more dollars from everybody? No. You done already took four offerings. Now you want two more dollars? while ago you said you just need one dollar then you come back saying you need two more dollars then you have women churches I have preached in a church that, that that was a Woman church. I was telling the pastor, I, I, I was telling the pastor, look, this is what the Bible said. And the woman just kept looking at me like with her hand in her pocketbook. Ella White was there. I didn't know what was going on until Ella White told me later on. You know she had her hand in her pocketbook. I said, what did that mean? She got a gun in that pocketbook. She heard all you were saying, but, but she run that church. And so the church had been made a church where a woman was running it with a gun. And some of us know about relative churches. Churches that are run by men, by deacons, by whoever. But see, Jesus was talking in the text about the church being a theocracy. That's ran according to what is written are the word of God. Yeah, follow the pastor, the Bible says, but you follow him as he's following Christ. If that jack leg ain't following Jesus, don't you follow him and call it like it is. You a jack leg and I ain't going to follow you to hell or in no ditch. If I'm not teaching the scripture, call it like it is. Pass that like he turned it into a jack leg. Say, so you know, I ain't going to hell for nobody. And I ain't, going, I ain't being involved in no church. 
Well, they make it into something that God never ordained for it to be. We have to keep God's house, God's Say to your neighbor, we got to keep God's house, God's house. Oh, that's the church that's scared of the, of the COVID-19. No, we ain't going to be labeled like that. They rebellious. They ain't doing it. No, 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 no. We trying to follow John 16 and 13 where Jesus himself said when he, the spirit of truth is come, he'll guide you into what? All truth. Well, you ought to be afraid by now, Walker. Why? Second Timothy 1 and 7 and 8 says in part, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You got churches now that are based upon, well, if they do it, we'll do it. When they start playing ball, we'll open the church back up. So you ain't following the spirit. So, so you done made it into what they do. That's what you're going to do, church. Some of y'all, y'all ain't liking what I'm saying. I'm just telling the truth. Some of y'all looking like, I don't want that kind of truth. Well, you're going to get it. You may never come back, but you're going to get it today. Even if you put your hand up and leave right now, you'll leave knowing that you done got. You have to be to the point to where. You keep God's house, his house. If I got a problem with you, I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm just going to tell you the truth. I'm, I, if I got a problem with you, I'm coming to you. You ain't worth me going to hell for. I ain't going to toot up my nose and then end up, and then I get before, hey, walking there. Look, we had your mansion already. But you blew it last year. What you mean I blew it last year? Well, you start, you start tuning your nose up at folk and you didn't get that thing right with Sister Gal and, 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 and Brother So-and-so. So we ain't going to be able to let you in. No, you ain't worth me going to hell for. And I hope I'm not insulting you because it is not meant as an insult. It's meant as the truth. We have to keep God's house, God's house. Pastor, you think we should be doing all that clapping and dancing and saying, seem like we need to stay just quiet because you know the COVID thing. Why? He said, enter his. God said, come in my church a certain way. Come in here ready to praise. Come in here ready to worship. 
and, and when God puts a mandate on the table like that, you, you're going you're gonna to do what he tells you to do. And then you have to understand the Bible says that this right here ain't going to change. We can't rewrite it because of COVID-19. This is not going to change. There are folks that, that are more worried about what is not taking place than folk keeping the word of God. The most important thing it is, is the will of God. Making sure that we are doing what God would have us do. Amen? Amen. I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.